Chet Holmgren dominates his NBA Summer League debut. Josh Giddy looks stellar as well. What can you take away from night one of Thunder Summer League basketball? All of that and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thundersintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to recap the dominating performance by Chet Holmgren and talk about the Thunder Summer League Game 1 in Utah. This show is brought to you by Arcade 1-Up. Arcade 1-Up is giving away three free NBA Jam Shack Edition machines to our Locked On Thunder listeners. They also have retro games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and so much more. Enter a chance to win by going to arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade1up.com slash locked on for your chance to win. Now, today's show is a fun one, uh, and... and this is going to be one of the more fun shows in a very long time. I took over this podcast uh, right before the bubble, you know, uh, in May, before the bubble began that season. Uh, and since then, of course, we've seen a playoff run, and we've seen two rebuilding seasons, and it's all kind of culminated into this summer league between the Jazz and the Thunder in Game 1 as Chet Holmgren makes his debut. So we're going to recap this game. Of course, Game 1 of the Summer League Circuit versus the Jazz. Trey Mann early... Uh, out on this one because he was in health and safety protocols. Uh, but the Thunder start out with Josh Giddy, Aaron Wiggins, Pokashevsky, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Chet Holmgren. And if that is not a sign for you to just simply ignore the position column on your roster and in your program, I don't know what is. I don't care how you classify any of those three guys, Poku, Robinson Earl, Holmgren. Like, this is a new era of basketball, especially in OKC. They are going to be totally positionless. For the Jazz, they start Jared Butler, James Palmer, Vic Law, Xavier Steen, Kofi uh, Coburn. Let's start with Chet Holmgren, of course, because he dominates in this game. You know that Unlocked on Thunder, one of the themes is, you know, before the draft or before the regular season or before whatever big event's coming up. The best, the worst, and most likely case scenario. Breaking all of that down. This game for Chet Holmgren in his debut was by far the best, and I have to even admit, if we were to do that exercise yesterday, if we were to do that for Summer League, I would not have foreseen the 23-point performance on nine shots yesterday. He shot 77% from the floor, four of six from three, five for five at the free throw line, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal. Chet Holmgren had six blocks a Utah Summer League record. And when he found out about that after the game on the sideline interview with Holly Rowe, he wraps his arm around Josh Giddy, makes Josh Giddy come over to the interview, and he says he's going to break that record again. He acted as though six blocks was a walk in the park or was not notable. Two turnovers, three fouls, and a plus 26 for the game. The thing about yesterday, Chet Holmgren looks so 
comfortable. There was, there was no awkwardness to his game. There was no clunkiness. There was no fish out of water. There was no baby giraffe about his game. This is a tough kid that seeked out contact on both ends of the floor. Of course, he had the highlights, the spin around, one-legged, dirk shot, fade away. But this guy is dripping with swagger and confidence. And we saw some of that offensive expansion that I was mentioning before. And that just is simply due to spacing and running an offense, uh, you know, himself. And the NBA game can, is conducive to offensive expansion for almost every college prospect that enters the league. But we saw pull-up off the dribble threes. We saw a trailing three, which this team wants to play fast. This team wants to push the tempo. And those trailing th- threes where you get a rebound, you push ahead to Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy dribbles in to the free throw line, stops, uh, pitches the ball backwards uh, to a trailing Josh Giddy. I mean, to a trailing Chet Holmgren who steps into the three and knocks it down. That's what you're hoping to see a lot of throughout these next eight, nine years of Thunder basketball. That's what you're that's what you're banking on seeing, and that's part of the benefit of playing fast, especially whenever you have a guy like John, like uh, Chet Holmgren who can knock those shots down. But he was also great passing the ball. There was the one pass to Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara for an and one you know bucket at the rim for Jalen Williams. It, he is doing things, right? When he brought the ball up the floor, when he was passing, when he was shooting threes, when he was doing things that you don't typically expect from a seven-footer, it looked normal. It looked natural. And if you want a side-by-side of what I mean by that, right, and, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Pokoshevsky, but if you want a side-by-side of what I mean by that to kind of make a more clear picture in your head right now while you're listening to me, think about Pokoshevsky. Think about how whenever he brings the ball to the floor, whenever he shoots a three, whenever he steps into a three off the dribble, whenever he takes a step back or a one-legger or, or tries to get to the rim or tries to make a fancy pass, think about how unnatural or gimmicky or funny or memeable that that looks. It's awkward. It's strange. It catches your eye. For Chet Holmgren, it's status quo. It's expected. It looks... Silky smooth. So you have a guy who not only looks natural in doing these things, but is loving the contact, is loving, you know, the the challenges of playing in these games. He doesn't shy away from contact on either end of the floor. He doesn't he doesn't back down from competition. These are all reasons why you shouldn't have Poku PTSD. And folks, you have to know there's a lot of people out there who want to see Chet Holmgren fail, who want to have confirmation bias, who want to say, oh, look, I was right. He's too small to play in the league. Oh, look, I was right. That frame won't hold up. Oh, look, I was right. And here's the reasons why. Going up against Kofi Cockburn, there was only one example of this on Twitter. With Kofi Coburn just putting a shoulder into Chet Holmgren, and it did not Chet Holmgren back off of his spot. But then... Chet Holmgren recovered, put his arms up, recovered, walled up at the rim, and made the shot difficult for Kofi, but Kofi still scored. That was the only clip circulating around around NBA Twitter that was in any way, quote-unquote, negative for Chet Holmgren, and he still got back into position. Of course, those people don't show the multiple block shots on Kofi or the fact that Chet Holmgren dominated this game, but whenever you have an entire group of people out there out to quote unquote, you know, out, out to get Chet Holmgren, so to say, 
out, out to confirm their biases about Chet Holmgren's defense and, and, and body. And that's the only clip that they can have, and it's a faulty one at that. It's one that doesn't hold up at that. That just shows you how great this game was. I mean, Chet Holmgren blocked Taco Fall. He blocked Taco Fall, who was listed at six, who was listed at seven six. He forced the jump ball with Taco Fall. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I just, you know, can't get over just the pure confidence and and the way that he treats himself like a guard. He doesn't treat himself like he's an experiment, like like he is, uh, you know, something that's just going to try out to see if he can play this hybrid perimeter kind of style of offense. He knows he can. He just goes and does it. And there were concerns about his three-point shooting in the half-court set as recently as a month ago, right? But it's clear after watching him play in this game, you saw how smooth his jump shot looks. You saw how uh, good he was at the free throw line and comfortable he was shooting at the free throw line. And you saw how if he had any space at all, he was very comfortable pulling that jump shot. In fact, he took disrespect to having room to shoot. Chet Holmgren did everything you can ever imagine in this game. Chet Holmgren did what you want your top five pick to do. Summer League is not designed for these guys to play all five, six, seven games. It's for the top end guys. For the top end guys, it's designed. Get in, get your work done, prove that you are better than everybody on the floor, and then get out. Chet Holmgren was awesome. And look, what will happen tonight against Memphis? Who knows? But you saw why the Thunder drafted him right there. And you saw how the Thunder want to play right there. This was not just a throwaway summer league exhibition. It's like that for most teams. But for the Thunder, this is why you should be paying attention because they're playing the exact same way they want to play in October. And we'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, about good friends over at Arcade 1UP. Arcade 1UP is back with a Boom Shakalaka NBA Jam Shack Edition machine. Arcade 1UP is the leader in home retro arcade games. Is not only bringing you best game ever back with uh, with the NBA Jam collection, but they've brought it back with a bigger edition than ever before with the Shack Edition machine. People are obsessed with the NBA Jam game, and I am thrilled to tell our listeners you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire in one of the first sport games to ever feature real digitized NBA licensing. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family throughout the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever before. So pre-order right now at Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for the estimated early September ship date. That's Arcade1Up is the place for fun. Make sure you check them out today. That's Arcade1Up. They have Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. So check it out today. It's the NBA Jam Shack Edition Machine. They're going to give one away to our Lockdown Thunder listeners. So enter for a chance to win the game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got until July 8th to enter to win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Do not miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with with the NBA Jam machine?
We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's talk Josh Giddy. He will not be in Summer League for very long. He showed he's the best player on the floor and the best player in the game. Uh, and, and he did show some progression from last year. I think that that aggressiveness and attacking the rim was, was better than what we saw last year. And he just got downhill and attacked. There was just something different about the way he drove to the basket in this game. He attacked the rim. And it either resulted in tough finishes at the rim or getting to the free throw line. And he finished with 14 points, 11 assists, two steals, two blocks, five rebounds, three for four from the line. Another thing that we all knew about Josh Giddy was that those assist numbers are going to climb as you get more talent around him and you fill the team that's just superior, you know, just that's just more talented and has more shooters and has more weapons. And you see Josh Giddy rack up 11 assists with ease. I think he did that in three quarters in this game. So it's just fun to see Josh Giddy play. And again, the point of Summer League, and it's and, and you're going to have to endure the jokes whenever it happens, but the point of Summer League is to get these guys out there, prove that they are much better than anyone on the floor that they're competing with, and then shut them down for the rest of the Summer League. And so when that happens, uh, you know, you're going to have to deal with people saying, oh, the Thunder are tanking Summer League too, but that's just status quo with the rest of the NBA, and it has been for years since Summer League originated. Uh, but got to give a huge hat tip to Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Look, if, if, if he was the only rookie on the floor, we would be falling all over ourselves to crown him as the guy. He scored 17 points on 72% shooting from the floor. He was one of one from three, and he had five rebounds, only three turnovers, two fouls. He was a plus 17 in this one. The big thing is, though, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara dominated, dominated in the paint, dominated at the rim was incredible finishing through contact, incredible finishing at the rim. And that's big because you look at the recent vintages of this team. How many times have we seen a prospect for the Thunder? And you get through their first season in the NBA and you say, you know, they've really got to improve at rim finishing. Lou Dort, Dale Maldon, the list goes on of, of guys who struggle at the rim their rookie season. With... Jalen Williams, it seems as though he's going to walk into the league with that trait. And that, again, just allows for more fun, fast breaks. And his cutting ability was excellent. Like, he just knew when it was time to attack the defense and get behind them. Jalen Williams just did everything at a perfect level in this game. And again, if he was not being overshadowed by Chet Holmgren, who's your shiny cornerstone number two overall pick, we would be crowning Jalen Williams. Instead, uh, you know, instead, it's kind of just a, oh, yeah, Jalen played well. No, he didn't play well. He, he played excellent. He played a perfect game in this one. Jalen Williams was really, really good. Also, Usman Jiang of, uh, you know, of the rookie class, you know, rounding out the three lottery picks, who all three officially signed yesterday, by the way, to a, to a contract. I was impressed with him. As somebody who's questioned the pick a bit and has questioned kind of, uh, you know, the, the draft capital took to go get him and kind of what he is... I was impressed. Look, the, the stat line looks rough. The stat line looks nasty, but it's about the process. The shots just didn't fall. If you watched the game and you watched how he got to that stat line, how he missed those shots, he was natural. He was smooth. The jump shot looked physically good. He took conservative, you know, good approaching shots, right? Like he, he, he didn't force anything. He shot when he was open. He let it fly. 
He had some nice finishes at the rim, splitting between two defenders, you know, for the lay, you know, the finger roll in the front of the rim. He, he was really good. It's just that the shot didn't fall. If a couple of those shots go down in a make-or-miss league and, and in a league where we know, uh, you know, that, that, that you might have it one night and you don't have it the next night, he goes from 10 points to 15, and all of a sudden, you know, we're praising him as well. He looked really good. Um, he, he his his basketball awareness and basketball savviness really put some of the questions to ease for me. And, and again, it just comes down to will those shots fall for him? And you have to believe that eventually that they will. And if those shots fall for him, then this ten point four rebound, uh, one assist, one steal night looks really really good. And he'd of course add to that point total. So I, I was impressed with the Yang. I, I know that it's easy to you know in this game where Giddy plays great, Chet plays great, you know, Jalen Williams plays great. It's it's easy to look for the guys who didn't play great and want to kind of throw a wet blanket on that. But don't do that via the box score. Do that via the eye test. And the eye test showed yesterday that Usman Jiang is really, really good. Usman Jiang is really um, going to progress in the NBA. Now, I still think it'll be a process. I still think he's going to be a project where the best version of him won't come for two or three years, but it, it was encouraging to see him not look lost or not look overwhelmed or not looked, you know, not look overpowered in this one. And the jump shot did look clean. And eventually the ball will fall differently off the rim. And then it looks much better, right? Rounding out the entire rookie class is Jalen Williams, who is not signed, but uh, there's different rules for second round picks. They can play without a contract. Um, William, Jalen Williams from Arkansas, Two points, three fouls, three turnovers. I believe he did do a draw a charge of this one, though, which, of, of course, that's very on-brand for him. Three assists, six rebounds. He's a very high-energy guy, high-motor guy. You know, I, I'm interested to see where his career takes him, what the trajectory ends up being for Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was a bad game. It just certainly is not going to get you much attention or praise coming off of you know the game that we saw from Shit Holmgren and from Jalen Williams Santa Clara. Uh, but with Jalen Williams from Arkansas, he kind of just did what you expected. You know, wasn't fantastic offensively. You know, tried to be in the right spots and tried his best defensively. And then you know from a you know motor standpoint, did a great job getting the rebounds. Did a great job getting in front of guys and taking charges. You know, I believe again he did take one charge in this one. So it was just kind of a standard quo game, status quo game for um, Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. But coming up, let's talk Pokashevsky. How did he look in his first summer league action? Aaron Wiggins was also great in this one. And then how did the Thunder pull off this win? Plus a glimpse inside how the Thunder want to play come October. All of that and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. But first, I want to say right now, Good friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info from Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, anything you can ask for. MMA, boxing, UFC, golf, anything you can ask for. You're going to want to go to Bet Online. It's this easy. Go to betonline.net, go to their sports book. And, folks, we just witnessed Chet Holmgren dominate. I mean, we just witnessed him absolutely dominate a game. And the Thunder are still one-point underdogs today against the Grizzlies. So maybe you want to check in on that one. Maybe you want to bet on that. But if, if you don't want to bet on Summer League basketball, I can't blame you. But guess what just happened? Chet Holmgren is now the favorite for Rookie of the Year at plus 300 after starting out 
behind Paulo Bancaro, behind Jabari Smith Jr., behind uh, uh, Jaden Ivey. Like now he's number one after that similar performance. So go throw a few shekels on Chet Holmgren plus 300 to win Rookie of the Year to good friends over at betonline.net. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD.com. Let's talk about Pokoshevsky, his first ever summer league performance. Uh, because remember, his rookie season summer league got canceled, obviously, because they didn't have the draft in November, and the season started in December. Um, and they didn't play last year because they were more focused on, you know, personal training for Poku. And this year they're letting him play because there's a longer off season to do both things for Poku. Um, look, to not mince words, he was the worst Thunder player on the floor last night. He was the worst. He made some really nice passes, but the jump shot still looks bad. It might even look worse physically as it does mechanically than it did before. Just a push backpack jump shot. Um, but he was still a willing shooter. 11 points, three, uh, three steals, two assists, four rebounds, uh, while he looked bad and while he looked like the worst player on the floor um, for the Thunder last night, he did make those really good passes, so his playmaking was still there. And another area that he really improved upon was a product of Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren allowed him to to put further on display his defensive traits because Pokashevsky is always a much better help defender than on-ball defender or, or, or ISO defender. Like, he's always thrived on help defense, and Chet Holmgren lets him play that role a lot more. And so those two guys were fun to watch defensively. Uh, it's one game, you know, but at the end of the day, this is a really critical year for Pokashevsky. I think he's going to, I think he's a lock to be on the team this year. I think that he is in no jeopardy of losing a spot this year. However, you go through this entire season and he needs a G League stint again and he doesn't look like he's progressed at all and he still looks the way he looks, he looked last night. Then next offseason, uh, I don't think it'll be around next offseason if he does that. Now, he still has time to progress, though. He's got all of summer league. He's got all of training camp. He's got all of next season. But it's not sounding good. And it's not starting out good for Pokashevsky in this one. But again, still plenty of time. So we'll see how that goes. Now, let's talk about Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins was incredible in this game. He just played great defense. And he's not a rookie anymore. But, you know, you saw that last year. He, I mean, he played such elite-level defense for a rookie and he looked that same way again. Wiggins was really, really good in this contest and only played a few minutes. But, um, you know, Summer League is not the fancy setting for Wiggins to display his uh, his skill set because his skill set's really just 3 and D. But he still looked the part defensively, battling through screens, closing out jumpers. It was just really nice to see him play. Uh, so how the Thunder win this game? Frankly, the Jazz Summer League team is just not good. Like, it's just not good. I mean, it's Jared Butler and a bunch of guys. The Thunder once led by 29 points. There were only three lead changes, only two times. This game was tied. Uh, the Thunder had 54 points in the paint to Utah's 22, which, again, credit to Chet Holmgren and company. Utah had one more second chance point than OKC, but the Thunder dominate the fast break category, 15 to 3, and this is what they're designed to do. The Thunder are designed to push the pace. They're designed to get out and run. They're designed to grab and go. And that, that fast break category will be big all year long, as it was last year. And the Thunder win uh, that category 15 to 3. The big thing here is, I think that you saw how the Thunder want to play in the NBA. Uh, again, for most teams, summer league is going to be a throwaway game, a throwaway you know slot, a throwaway exhibition matchup. 
But for the Thunder, they're, instil they're instilling the same habits and the same kind of schemes and the same kind of attention to detail that they want to have come October. They dominate the fast break. They use their length to dominate defensively. Their, their length helped them so much, not only in the passing lanes, but also in rotation. There was a, there was a moment in time where uh, you know the Jazz pump fake got Chet Holmgren in the air to fly by the shooter. The shooter thought he had time to shoot the ball, went up for the shot, and then here's Pokashevsky right there leaping at you again with a hand in the face. Like, what are you going to do? You, you got the flyby. You got what you're supposed to get. And this link just allows the Thunder to recover and, and, and rotate so much quicker than normal teams can. And that allows their defense to look a lot, a lot better, uh, you know, than, than other teams. They played the pace. They played the defense. They played the style they want to play come October. And that was a lot of fun to watch. The shooting splits were heavily in favor of OKC. Utah shot 34% from the floor and from three. They only shot 55% from the free throw line. OKC shot 49% from the floor and 27% from three, 75% from the line. Of course, OKC's three-point percentage goes up if you take out Poku's uh, three-point efforts. The MVP of this game is clearly Chet Holmgren. Up next, the Thunder take on a Memphis Grizzlies team that has a lot more um, you know, a lot more talent on it than this Utah Jazz League team did, so it'll be interesting to see them play uh, and score off with them. Plus, I just want to give a PSA real quick. You you saw it all over your timeline today. A PSA annual reminder, do not overreact to Summer League. Do not kind of take Summer League for too much. Folks, let me tell you something here. You just witnessed two straight years of tanking, and it all culminates in this Summer League roster that has every player you're excited about. Get excited. Look, we know. We know it's it's July 5th. We know it's July 6th. We know it's summer league. We know it doesn't matter. But for the morsel of time that you're you're watching this game, for the for the hour and a half, two hour block you're watching this game, have fun. Let loose. Enjoy it. Think about the future of the franchise. Think about what this could become. Think about how good Chet Holmgren can be. Cheer on the team. Scream at your television. Get up and dance. Do whatever you want to do. You don't have to be reserved. We're not going to look back and say, oh, you were happy about a summer league win on July 5th. How dare you if one of these guys doesn't pan out? Have fun. It's been a year of hoping the team loses. It's been a year of not a ton of guys to watch and root for because they get shut down or they get hurt or whatever the case is. This is the time to shine. This is the time to have fun. This is the time to embrace it. And if you can't allow yourself to have fun, if you can't allow yourself to throw caution to the wind and go all in on Chet Holmgren for two weeks in July, then you take this hobby way too seriously. And you might need to find a new one. Have fun. Look, I'm not saying that Chet Holmgren has to go to the Hall of Fame because of yesterday. I'm not saying that, 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 that the game against Utah is going to put him in Springfield, Massachusetts. What I am saying is there should be a lot of fun happening right now. At the water cooler today, you should be talking to your buddy and saying, hey, man, do you watch Chet Holmgren? Do you see that guy? Six blocks, how about that? You shouldn't be saying, well, it's only a summer league exhibition. Duh, we know. We're all watching the same thing. You're not breaking news, right? Oh, I thought this was the regular season in July happening whenever there's summer league plaster all over the floor. Have fun. Enjoy it. Life's too short to say, 
well, I'm going to reserve judgment and not get excited about Chet Holmgren until he's five years into the league and has an MVP. Get excited. Have fun. And, and let's let's not do gotcha stuff if these guys don't pan out. Let's just say, oh, what a, what a fun time that was whenever whenever Chet Holmgren was really good in the summer league or whenever Kevin Knox tore up summer league for the Knicks. You know, what a fun time that was whenever he was first team all summer league. That's all it is. This is we can only talk about the, the point of history that we're in right now. You don't have to worry about it being rewritten in five months. As of today, Chet Holmgren looked very good. As of today, we're very excited about Chet Holmgren and the Thunder and Jalen Williams and the Thunder and Josh Giddy and the Thunder. Have fun. This is the Thunder team. It's not like you're getting excited about guys who aren't even on the roster. This is literally the Thunder roster that you just watched yesterday. Quite literally, the Thunder roster. Sands, Trey Mann, you know, Baisley, Shea, Dort. You know, Sands is some of those guys, Kenny Hustle. But the guys you watched are on the Thunder team. Be excited. Have some fun. Let loose. Enjoy it. They play again today. Let's see who plays. Let's see who starts. Let's see how they, you know, capitalize on yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a better team that should provide more competition. All of that recap will come out tomorrow as well on Lockdown Thunder. So subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Until then, be good and be good to one another.